The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The spirit of Diego. They've waited and waited, and Montiel has scored. And Argentina are champions of the world for the first time in 36 years. My word, they've done it the hard way. It's like they've had to go and win it three times. Penalties beat France. Messi has his legacy. Messi has his destiny. Messi has the World Cup. Indeed he does. He's got his hands on it. Jules Rimet yesterday evening. What an amazing game. Goals, extra time, penalties, Messi, Mbappe. It had literally everything totally um, over overperformed for us as a viewing spectacle. Extraordinary scenes. Darren Maloney there on Ortiz coverage of the World Cup finals. Argentina beat France on penalties. And it has to be definitely one of the greatest finals, but also maybe one of the best games of all time. Greatest football matches of all time. Certainly that argument has been made. Kieran Cunningham is the Irish Daily Star's chief sports writer and he was watching it all unfold and he joins me now. Uh, Kieran, welcome to The Hard Shoulder. Hi, Emmett. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. Amazing game. I, as I said uh, late last week, I was talking about the game and I was going to preview and I was saying sometimes, I know the last one uh, four years ago wasn't bad, but generally World Cup finals have been kind of dour slightly desiccated affairs, low scoring and cagey. But this one just took off from straight away and we got our fairy tale ending at the end. Yeah, because I actually I wrote a piece for Saturday about that. If you look back at previous fans, like I know you mentioned the one from four years ago that it wasn't bad, but it was still pretty one-sided. Like France were much the better team, led three by three goals at one stage. But a lot of them have been dull, uh, low scoring and uh, I was going through them all and I figured out the last one you'd really say was memorable was 1986 when Argentina last won when they were two goals nil, uh, two goals up against uh, uh, West Germany were hauled back to 2-2 and ended up winning 3-2 with Maradona making the difference in the end coming up with the pass for the, the winning goal and so there, there was, in many ways, it was a similar story. Like this, that was the Maradona World Cup. This was the Lionel Messi World Cup, you know, and they had to do it the hard way. I think if the final whistle had been blown at 75 minutes yesterday, nobody would be saying it was a classic final. Like it did seem to be petering out that France just seemed way off it and lacking energy and making mistakes. And, and they just didn't look like themselves. But what happened from the moment that uh, France got their first goal was just extraordinary. It's something we'll never forget. And and in terms of care on the debate that goes on, some people are Messi people, some people are Maradona people, Argentinians are even split down the middle. After yesterday's game, has that changed now or is it still, that debate still alive about Maradona or Messi, who was the better player? I mean, obviously they've got a World Cup each, so it seems very equal. But where (laughs) where do you stand? I want to pin you down on this because this is something that divides football fans. It, it it does, and you know the consensus would be that Messi is the greatest. But I, honestly, I mean, I think this these arguments are a bit daft because recency bias always clearly comes into play. Like I remember Maradona in '55. I don't remember Pele. I don't think I've ever seen a full game of of a, when Pele was playing. You know, other you know, I've seen highlights and goals, etc. But I've seen dozens and dozens of Messi games. So. We're not judging like with like, and people, you know, you, if you don't even remember Maradona, how can you say Messi was better than him? So uh, there was only a few people alive who've seen all the greats, and the, you know, maybe we should go to them for judgment. But I would say Messi has a very, very strong case. Well, at least he's in the debate now. Up and up until this point, it was like he doesn't have a World Cup, so he, he's not quite there now. At least he's on the same level with Maradona, whatever people might say. Now we were also previewing this late last week. We we're talking about the Mbappe part of this story as well he's obviously had an amazing game yesterday he's already got a World Cup 
there may be more in his in his future. He could do another three tournaments, uh, you know, maybe even more than that, depending on how it all pans out. What what do you think? Where does he feature in the debate now among the the whole claim of who is the best player? Where where do you put him as Messi sort of heads off into the sunset? Well, if you, if you look at the, you know, the, the players who were dominant in the modern era, you know, it was the Messi and Christ, Cristiano Ronaldo. And now, if you look at their age now, they're coming to the end of their careers. So the younger crew now is led by Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland in Manchester City, even though he's similar more to Ronaldo and he is a great goal scorer. But, uh, you know, he doesn't excite people as much in general play as, say, Mbappe or Messi do. But I think those are the players you're looking at now. Um, like a big part of this story, Emmett, was that Qatar were huge winners because no matter what happened in the final, Qatar were going to win because it was Mapapi against Messi. They both play for Paris Saint-Germain, who owns PC- PSG, the Qatari state. So that was the final they wanted. And, you know, that was, you look after, uh, like Messi is an ambassador, a sporting ambassador for Qatar, as he is for Saudi Arabia. He's taking serious money for it. You look at the, the presentation of the trophy, put on the bish, the ceremony at Qatari. What did you make of that, by the way? Because Gary Lineker has had some pretty negative things to say about it. Um, some of his other panellists also did. Sabaleta saying, you know, let his Argentinian jersey be the thing you see, not the Qatari's yeah. connection. What did you think of that? I, I think it was off. Yeah, I think that this was an Argentinian moment. And, you know, to, to see, the, you know, the the one of the most iconic footballers of all time and the guy who's up there with Maradona as as the touchstone of Argent, of Argentine football, to see him lifting a World Cup and you can barely see his jersey. I think it was wrong. I think it's right to be respectful of other cultures and you need to be careful not to be xenophobic in the, the way you criticise them wanting to make this gesture. But they should have been told it's not appropriate for a trophy presentation and you can't impose it on someone. But maybe it wasn't imposed on him. Maybe this is part of the contract that he, Messi signed with Qatar. Because yeah, it, it's, it was hard to know, it, wasn't it? Because he seemed to take it off pretty quick smart after he got down onto the pitch side. But I, I, I think you're right. Fantino... Um, they just seem to almost barely be able to release Jules Rimet itself. It seemed to be all about them and not about him. I just thought the the choreography of it was pretty awful. Well, the Gianni Infantino, the, the FIFA president, what he reminded me yesterday was Shane Ross. And I don't think he's probably ever been compared to Shane Ross before. But I was at Dublin Airport a few years ago when Katie Taylor came back from New York, having unified her world titles. And Shane Ross stuck so close to her for the the photo opportunities that I thought he was going to have to be surgically removed. <laughs> and Infantino was just like, first of all, it dragged on for so long. And Infantino was just, you know, it was like he was man-market Messi and in his ear all the time. And all Messi wanted to do was lift the trophy with his teammates. And if your man had the basic cup on to step out of it. Yeah, it was very much, it's right. not all about you. You know, that was what you felt like roaring at the screen. Yeah, but FIFA, you know, this uh, FIFA under this guy's uh, stewardship behave in all sorts of ways. Like they, they, they were accrediting influencers in the press box at this World Cup, which has never happened before. So you had things like down in the middle of celebrations, you had this guy, you know, the, the celebrity chef, Salt Bay. Oh, yes. We know Salt Bay, yes. Yeah, Salt Bay, who's going up to hug Messi. And Messi is looking at him and going on the pitch and thinking, what the hell is this guy doing here? And he could only be got there. Like, that's a very hard place to and, get. And Elon Musk understand. Yeah. So he was clear. Yeah. So your, your man Salt Bay was clearly given a pass by FIFA to go out there. 
because no, that's what to get on the pitch for a World Cup final. Maybe they're all going for a big meal there in a few weeks' time and having some golden coloured steak or whatever he's serving up. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was all very on one level it was surreal, but it was also slightly insulting because it wasn't really about these other individuals. So, but anyway, it's done. It's done. We did at least get a great match. I'm going to leave it there. Kieran Cunningham is the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star. Thank you for that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.